What's up, everybody? Uh, it's your boy, Kendall K. Howard, back here again. I know it's been a while since I've seen you guys or talked to you guys, but I should say you haven't really seen me. Well, I guess this is a video, so I guess you can see me. But if you listen to this on the podcast version, you haven't heard me in a while. Um, it's been about, I guess I want to say about three months or so since the last time I, I did a podcast. Uh, and as you all know, it's due to this coronavirus pandemic, but I don't really want to like place too much blame on it because I'm like everybody else has been doing, everybody else been adjusting. Um, me, myself personally, it took me a while to actually adjust and overcome and being able to get back and feel comfortable to do this again, given that I'm not in my usual studio that I was in at the school. Um, haven't been able to get access to a decent computer to really edit uh, the stuff that I do, but uh, we have found ways to overcome that and to fix that. And as you see now, we are in the comfort, if you want to call it that, of my apartment, uh, using my iPhone for my camera right now. And this live mic I actually had to buy from one of my classes as my microphone. I have a microphone coming in later on this week too, so I want to have to keep doing this. That's why you see my shirt being pulled down right now but yeah so it's been some rough times i know uh many others i know some of you are probably been dealing with adapting to this new life whether you have lost your job or uh, can't really cope being inside even though what now in june people are starting to go outside more and the rules is kind of lessened a little bit and who's to say where the coronavirus is going to take us in the next couple of weeks or months or so but as of right now, um, I'm back. I was I didn't want to stay away too long from this. I was was part of what was eating me alive. I was staying away and not being as consistent with this as I said as I said I would. But there was a roadblock that the whole world faced. So, and like I said, I don't want to place too much blame on that. I know I could have done better and could have adjusted quicker. But hey, we all human. We all make mistakes. I'm back here now. So yeah. Um, there is a reason why I'm back now, especially with this episode of Trey Ball. The NBA season is officially returning. Um, it's back finally. That was one reason why I stopped because like, I felt like I didn't know what to talk about. Yeah, you could have said there could have been some other topics, but like I said, with me adjusting, with me trying to finish school from home now as well, uh, that was a lot of stuff I had to do. I was dealing with to trying to fix and uh, cope with this new environment, new world that we're living in. But the NBA is finally back, and we're going to get back to rolling things. We're going to get back to talking about basketball on this show. Suburban Cinema episode is going to be coming up soon. I'm going to review some movies, that like old movies, and which I'm going to say you all can leave a comment or send me a DM or whatever of a movie you want me to review. Uh, how are you doing? I got some interviews coming on the way. I have planned, especially with the current climate we're in, not only with the coronavirus, but with the Black Lives Matter movement and police brutality, with the scope of it being so intense right now, now that everybody doesn't have too much things going on, we finally given the attention that that this movement deserves right now. Um, I got some conversations. I want to talk to some people about that. Um, and also, let's well, get into that. Yeah. I'm on kind of giving. I'm on kind of giving to my own viewpoint about that as well. As I have a little topic on here uh, about that as well. So let's get into the show. I know I rambled on a little bit, just kind of catch you guys up, and I probably sound disoriented or whatever. I, don't know. I ain't done this in a while. I ain't gonna cap y'all. But 
we back and the NBA is also back. So with that being said, let me break it down to you what's going on. So the National Players, National Basketball Players Association and the Board of Governors of the NBA agreed on a 22-team format to finish the 2019-2020 season, <laughs> excuse me, um, in Orlando, Florida, at the Walt Disney, excuse me, oh God, excuse me, I was yeah done eating, well, I ate like an hour ago, but obviously the burps is catching up with me, but <laughs> anyways, so in Lake and Lake Buena Vista, if I'm saying that right, or Orlando, Florida, basically the ESPN Worldwide Complex of Sports is where the games will be taking place um, with 13 teams from the West and six and what is it? Yeah, it's 13 teams from the West plus not and plus nine teams from the East because the Wizards is the outside the AC for the East that is going to participate. And what's going to take place is basically the teams are going to complete eight games apiece to finish off the regular season so that way the NBA can complete their TV contract. And they will go into a playoffs. So, and how, what kind of benefits it with these four extra teams from the West coming in is say that any team that's in a ninth seed that's four games away from being from the eighth seed, they'll be able to do a playing game for the eighth seed. So that's, which some people have criticized to be unfair for the Grizzlies. We'll get into, uh, more into that. Uh, there'll be a playing game for the eighth seed. And say, if the eighth seed loses, then they'll get a rematch against that ninth seed to be able to play again. But if the ninth seed loses that first game, then it's over with. Then we're gonna go to the original playoffs as scheduled. Uh, this can go all the way into October 12th from what I'm seeing on here. Um, and with game seven, that would be the last day initially if any if the playoffs just continued on it as long as it's supposed to. October 12th will be the last day. And that would also transition the NBA season to schedule to start at on December 1st. Now, there's a new report that just came out, I might add, of the NBA wanting to shorten the season so that way it can be a little bit uh, more on track, I guess. I didn't read too much into it. Uh, don't quote me, but there is something, there is talks about that out there. I don't have the full article pulled up in front of me, nor did I remember it in my head right now. I apologize for that, for not fully being the good journalist that I am supposed to be. And <laughs> have all the information pulled up for you all but yeah so also with this going on for more details about this new nba season that's supposed to take place it begins on july 31st which is my birthday i know <laughs> what a birthday gift for me the nba season starts on my day whoopee um and let's see what else like i said we'll go on until october 12th and then let me see if i miss anything i think i covered everything about it as far as coronavirus testing goes for uh, for the NBA, they will do like mouth swabs and and little like nasal thing they say, yeah, nasal swabs, not like a full invasive one like the people you've seen on Twitter or whatever you get on to see where they stick the, the thing all the way up in your nose, like almost to your brain and sister. They're not going to do all that. That'd be painful to go through every day. Can you imagine that? Oh, God. Pray for those people. Pray for people that has coronavirus too, and hopefully everybody is doing well during this time. But anyways, so say if a player does get coronavirus uh, or test positive for it, there will be a seven-day minimum uh, quarantine for that player, and they will follow action uh, after that, saying that if they need more quarantine, because you know you require to have at least two weeks of quarantine. But blah blah blah, they will follow that. 
And then there won't be any tracking devices on players. I don't know why that was talked about. Family members are limited. I think they're limited to about three, I think. Yeah. There is a limit to how many that can be in there from what I'm seeing. So no, we no more than 1,600 people in the bubble anytime. And then let's see. I think that's, I think I covered the basics of, of what's to go on. And there's a plan for the NBA training camp to take place on November 10th. And like I said, the start of the season will, or the start of next season, the 2020-2021, will be December 1st. So yeah, that's the basic intricacy of the NBA going on right now, and details of how the season will continue. Now let's get into the nitty-gritty, the questions that we have for the NBA season and what's going to happen. So, the Lakers, as last time I checked, are odds on 2-1 to one to win the championship as of right now. Can there be somebody to beat them? Obviously, I'm going to say yeah, because I don't even see the Lakers win the championship even at the beginning of the season before coronavirus even hits. Anthony Davis or not. I do not see the Lakers win this championship. I know some of y'all be like, oh, LeBron James, he got this month's amount of rest, three months extra rest. We want to see a whole new LeBron. Playoff Dark Zero LeBron. Cut it out. LeBron James is the only person to get some rest. Kawhi Leonard, who everybody bashes for resting all the time, even though if you look during the ending of, like, you want to call it the season before coronavirus hit, the guy never... He he stopped taking. Uh, dang, I forget. <laughs> he stopped taking breaks from games. He stopped sitting out games or sitting out just to get rest. If you really looked at it, I, don't, I had like a little brain fart right there, guys. Sorry about that. Um, nah, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry about that. Everybody has brain farts. All right now, I'm just being weird. But anyways, Kawhi Leonard also got rest during this time. Other teams, Giannis has gotten some rest. I think he was dealing with, he had like some injuries, like little nagging injuries they was dealing with, not nothing too major. So everybody got rest. And LeBron James ain't the only person to get rest during this time. So one thing I thought would be interesting to see with everybody coming back is to see who really put in the work. I know we've seen like videos of like Russell Westbrook working out with Kevin Hart in the sand, doing the little defensive sliding drills and doing all that and we see LeBron James working out resistance bands so some players have been working out to stay in shape as you would think some do there was even a picture of James Harden which me and my friends and people on Twitter joked about him looking like a disciple because he had this gruffy beard he looked skinnier which we don't know will hinder his game or actually help it because as we all know James Harden's a bulky guy he's not fat enough he's strong for a guy his size, and as you see him play, he uses that strength to gain and get all those foul shots that he's known for getting to the foul. Is he known for getting to the foul line shoot? So how did that affect his game? Uh, an interesting topic I've seen being discussed as well is for some of those younger players who don't have like a trainer or don't have a house or a constant place to go to to work out. How 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 have they adapted and found ways to stay in shape? during this coronavirus pandemic from the throes of like the apartment or wherever they've been at how have they stayed in shape so that's one thing that's gonna be very interesting to see how some of these players have adapted and stay in shape and how their chemistry is going to be as well because i think uh they will start going back i think players will start to come in to orlando on july 1st uh, they'll start practicing then because i know some people are like well why won't they play right now well we have to see how this coronavirus handles and goes on 
uh, to see if there'll be another spike and give time for it to die down. Or maybe, who's to say? Maybe this all goes down. Maybe not. I don't know. But I don't think the Lakers are going to win this title. I don't believe them to win it. I could be wrong. I mean, shoot. You, I, I'm, I've been wrong on multiple occasions. I'm not afraid to admit that I've been wrong. Some people are, but I'm not afraid to admit I can be wrong. I still think Big Y and Paul George and them Clippers is still going to come out on top. I still think they're going to be able to win this championship. It's going to be very interesting to see the Western Conference uh, playoffs as well as just the playoffs altogether. Because we can possibly see Giannis come out the East or maybe the Celtics can come in, come out the East as well. And with the addition, I've seen Dane Lillard talking about uh, Nurkic and, John, and Zach Collins coming back. That can actually help Portland a lot, too. So maybe they slide in AC and face the Lakers. The last time we see them two play, Dane gave them 60-some points on the first game back from Kobe Bryant's death. So who's to know? Playoffs are going to be very interesting. Now, as I mentioned earlier about the play-in tournament for the AC, how does this fare for the Grizzlies? And will they be able to sustain their AC? Because after 65 games throughout the regular season, they have proven to be the AC where the 9C, 10C, 11, 12, and 13 seed who will all be invited, which will include the Pelicans, the Kings, the Spurs, and the Suns, and Trailblazers. Will any one of them be able to come and take the Grizzlies' spot in the playoffs? That, now, that is a question. It's, it's very intriguing because what you have in those teams, besides the Spurs, is a bunch of young and the Trailblazers, I guess you can say they're kind of... I mean, they have some young pieces, but the Pelicans, Kings, uh, Suns, and the Grizzlies themselves are, at their core, they have young players. Um, how, my question would be, or my statement could be, can we see the Grizzlies sustain their eighth seed and be able to keep their eighth seed spot in this playoffs with the looming presence of a Zion Williamson with the Pelicans or or uh, De'Aaron Fox with the Kings. I don't know if they feared him too much. The Kings haven't been too good this year. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, who the Spurs actually just lost to Marcus Aldridge to do uh, right shoulder surgery. So I can I don't see the Spurs probably making it out with that happening. Or maybe even, like I said, the trouble is with Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum, and Nurkic and Zach Collins coming back with Hassan Whiteside already there, Carmelo Anthony. And I think Rodney, I don't know if Rodney Hood will come back. I think he'll be gone for a minute. He might come back. I'm not too sure. But who's to say? I think it would be very intriguing what John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. and the rest of the Grizzlies can do, as well as Dillian Brooks, if they'll be able to like, beat out all the competition and sustain that AFC spot. Yeah, you can say that it's unfair for them because they, like I said, they have sustained their AFC spot throughout the 65 games this whole throughout the regular season before it really got canceled. But... I mean, <laughs> they, if they did it before, I think they can do it again. Trailblazers might be able to sneak in there, or maybe the Pelicans can sneak in there too. Those are, my, those are the only two teams outside of the Grizzlies I can see making the AC. It's either the Pelicans or the Trailblazers, more than likely the Trailblazers, more so than the Pelicans, because of Dame Lillard experience. Like, this team just went to Western Conference Finals last year. Like, how can you keep, these, keep this team out? So... Who's to say? Maybe the Grizzlies will hold this hold this spot. I'm rooting for John Morant. I'm a big John Morant fan, but I also love basketball. So if we just have to see this play-in game 
and say they do have to play against the Pelicans or a Trailblazer team, I'm all for it. It's more basketball for me. We don't miss three months of basketball, so the more basketball I can get, as, sound, as selfish as it sounds, hey, I'm, I'm all for it. It's competition. I, I bet they're eager to play more anyways. John Morant and the Grizzlies tweeted talking about they ready to get back in action, so hey, I think they'll be ready for it too. Um, one thing, another thing I want to talk about, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski at ESPN, he pointed this out, uh, which is a very interesting thing to talk about. So, as I mentioned, the season, the last game of the playoffs, if taken to a Game 7, would be October 12th. And I also said how the next season for 2020-2021 will start December 1st. So, that is a quick turnaround for these players uh, who haven't made it to the Finals. How would this affect the teams who make it to the finals? Say if it be the Clippers or the Bucks or the Lakers or the, the 76ers, whoever it may be. Because there is like free agency dates on here as well. I don't think I have it. I don't have it pulled up here. Darn it. I failed again. Barnacles. But anyways. Yeah. So the draft takes place after that as well in free agency. So it's like a quick turnaround because usually you'll have the break from June to July, August, September, October. So it'll be about four to five months right there. Now you have just a quick turnaround, just two months, less than two months, really, for the season to turn back around. So how how would that fare for a team like the Lakers, especially for Asian LeBron James, who will be, I guess, going to next season? I think he'll be, what, 36 going to next season? How would this fare for him or Kawhi Leonard? who will be, I think he'll be 29 or 30. And people keep talking about his body. He always needs to rest and stuff. Uh, how that fairing is them? I don't know. It's, I mean, to, to be honest, I mean, they have a, they had a three-month rest in between this, this regular season right here. I think it's enough. I think they'll be fine. I mean, a little a month break will be fine to just get back into play. It, shoot. It's unfair, but I think it makes the most sense for the NBA to go this route. <clears throat> Excuse me, to get things back on track because otherwise, if they didn't, then we'll have like another disjointed season, and we wouldn't they wouldn't be able to get back on track to where the, the usual regular season will start in October and in June, if where the playoffs will end at, and we have free agency throughout the summer. I think as for the NBA, this will be the best plan. And the best way to do this and going forward but for the players i can see where they can be a little bit disappointed but at the same time i feel like they're hungry and i think they're willing to take this sacrifice because they just like us they want to see basketball and they want to play as much as we want to see them play so that's why i feel or how i think about that interesting thing that was pointed out on espn when i watched him say that um as far as the plan goes as well for the World at the Worldwide Sports and ESPN complex, blah blah blah. So there will be no crowd at these games. We, they're still limiting, like I said, at sixteen hundred people at these playing at these games. So to substitute for these crowds, they have tossed around the idea. This is not official. They have tossed around the idea of using two K audio for crowd noises. <laughs> Which I think would be funny and be interesting to do. And I mean, like I said, it's a new world, and there's just there's things we have to do to cope with it. And I just think it'd be funny just to use 2K noises as a crowd. They tossed around that idea, but nothing has been official yet. 
So I think it'd just be very interesting. You just see Giannis go on a fast break, and the crowd just you see <laughs> here through arena a crowd, but you see nobody there. It would be weird at first because you'll, like I said, you'll see nobody there, but you'll hear it as if there was like thousands of people there. Be weird watching, but hey, it's whatever. And like people have said, basketball is a sport you can watch kind of without fans because. If you're familiar or you've been around the game of basketball enough, you have seen games where there isn't any fans. And whether you've been in a practice or a shoot-around or a pickup game, basketball can be played without it. And one thing I do find interesting about this, and I think it would be something interesting to do because you know how they mic up players anyways, is with no crowd there, you'll be able to see the jawing and the smack talk between these players more. And you can see and kind of get more immersed into the basketball game itself versus like, there, like I said, there's nothing wrong with the crowd and having all the extra theatrics there, but with no crowd there, you'll be able to get immersed into the basketball game itself. You'll be able to pick up maybe on some of the cues that the players were, were doing, or like I said, you see them talking smack to each other and it'll just be more real and raw. Cause there's stuff we don't see as a, as a viewer of basketball, when we look on TV, things going on in practices. And with no crowd there, it kind of has that same element because nobody's really there to like control the atmosphere. And it's really just amongst the players to just play basketball and do whatever. So I think it'd be very interesting to see on that. Um, another topic about this, and that's been coming out as reported by Shams, is there will be there will there will be testing for PEDs, performance enhancing drugs, while they are down there at the worldwide. I'm just gonna call this at the, the ESPN complex in Orlando. I'm not gonna keep saying worldwide sports, whatever. ESPN complex in or in Disney World. There they will be tested for performance enhancing drugs, but not recreational drugs. It's just funny to me. I just, I just felt the need to just bring it up because it was just funny. I seen a meme on Twitter of somebody saying the players can all show up high and stuff, this and that, and the third. I mean, these guys will be trapped in their hotel rooms. They can't go into the world. They can't go to Disney World and actually ride the rides. Uh, they'll be able to have stuff there. So, hey, oh well. We like we're starting to see people come out more. We already see the MLB banning. Or getting rid of like tested for some recreational drugs anyway, like marijuana. So I don't know. Adam Silver's always he's always thinking ahead. I like the way Adam Silver thinks. <laughs> but that's I mean that's all about just my whole synopsis and what I have to think about this NBA coming back. Now to some more NBA topics. Um, like I said, I was going to cover that intertwines with this Black Lives Matter movement uh, taking the face of the media and the world right now. LeBron James, he, uh, he calls out Drew Brees. As many of you know, Drew Brees was getting interviewed by Yahoo Finance, and he was asked about his stance on people kneeling for the national anthem. Drew Brees answered saying that he felt like people disrespecting the flag and what this country stands for. In the heat of everything that's going on with these protests that's taken in multiple cities, including my hometown of Louisville, where Breonna Taylor was killed inside her own home by three cops who are not mur who are not arrested till this day. Um, and with George Floyd, which really was set it off in Minneapolis, Minnesota, 
and Ahmaud Arbery in Georgia and the countless names of this lives that's been lost. And that's if you and that's where like that's where people who were kneeling like Colin Kaepernick they were kneeling for the flag. So there was a lot of outrage that came out because people felt like Drew Brees was missing the point. Cause like like a lot of people are. I don't understand how anybody can still think that if you kneel for the flag or during the national anthem that you're disrespecting the country when there's been countless times and instances where you can point to people stating the reason why they are kneeling for the national anthem and it's a protest against not the country itself but the systemic racism that exists in our country and the police brutality that takes place against African Americans against the Hispanic people who are still locked up in cages on the southern border like it's it's these type of things that people are just trying to stand for and it just makes no sense to me where somebody like a Drew Brees can come out and say that people are disrespecting the flag because even me myself as a member of the of the army of the national bar I don't see a disrespecting flag and there's other people with more experience with me in the military who will agree with that so I don't know why people would feel that way but um, Drew Brees he has come out to apologize ever since uh, but Laura Ingram, who was on Fox News, who criticized LeBron James and Kevin Durant for speaking on political issues. But when Drew Brees comes out and talked about this instance, who Drew Brees is a white man, if you know who Drew Brees is, I'm pretty sure you do. Um, she felt that he has his own, he is entitled to his own opinion. So that just goes back to the narrative of where African Americans are just told to just shut up. And just we are constantly oppressed and our voices are constantly muted and we are just act as if we cannot speak on any matter that on which the system oppresses us or just demoralizes us, demoralizes us. So my thing is, and bringing it back into sports and into back into basketball, how do sports and politics relate? And I find it very important for black athletes like a LeBron James, who is one of the biggest athletes to ever exist, and a Kevin Durant, or a Colin Kaepernick, or just countless players who speak on these issues. Because, especially in this time with the Black Lives Matter movement being as strong and on the forefront of the world right now, these issues need to be spoken by these players. and we like there needs to be a change and one thing that i've discussed with my my peers and other people i i hope that right now while there is there's not much going on like there's not as much sports or new things coming out and everybody's attention is still focused on these matters right now i hope when things kind of go back to normal that the attention is still there and that people do not forget and people just don't sweep this under the rug and my people still keep getting oppressed by the police or by the system and there is a gradual not even gradual but instant change for us like that's one thing I hope I just hope that this doesn't just go away and even when things go back to normal I just hope that people are still bringing attention I hope that LeBron James which he has been doing he's been calling out issues like this from the jump and other athletes as well. I hope that people could continue, athletes, media, everyone from Twitter, like I hope everybody continues to bring to light these issues that are going on and I hope that these things get solved. Cause like, 
why like how can like how can you be against like here's my thing how can you be a human being and be fine with seeing another person getting killed for something so minor like you, you, you hear people say, well, they shouldn't have done something in the first place. They should have just listened to the cops. But there is multiple instances where these people are being killed, even following the directions of cops. Or these cops are just abusing their power. And even you can take it past police brutality. Just the systematic oppression of any type of minorities in this country. Whether it be people like me, African American, or Hispanics, or Asians, just anybody. This, this, this country has had a history of just people just being oppressed just from being different, from being white. And goes to the LGBTQ community. Like, I just wanted to where we get to a point where, like, more of these issues get brought to the forefront and we just make a change. Like, how, like, how can you just be against a change? You don't have, like, I don't know. I just, I just hope that eventually we'll get, we'll get through this and come out on the other side with a, a change for the better not for the betterment of just my people of african americans but for the people down that's trapped in the, in the cages on the southern border for black transgenders that's being killed which is like gay people just being killed for anybody anybody that's going through any type of oppression i just hope that there's just a change that goes on and this takes place to where we can finally be in harmony with one another because we all human beings at the end of the day no matter your skin color we all human beings. And black lives matter. And I know people be like, well, all lives matter. Black lives matter in this moment because our lives are being treated as if we don't matter. So that's all I just have to say on that. Um, following that, uh, there's a lot of companies and a lot of people have been doing uh, another thing on basketball that kind of follows suit with this topic. Um, Michael Jordan and his Jordan brand has agreed to donate $100 million for the next 10 years which I didn't look at a real like breakdown of numbers, but if I'm thinking right, if I'm doing simple math, I think it would be $10 million, $10 million, $10 million a year uh, to ensure racial equality and social justice in education. And here's the quote that he released with the Jordan brand. Uh, the Jordan brand is us, the black community. Jordan brand is more than one man and has always been a family. We represent a proud family that has overcome obstacles fought against discrimination in communities worldwide and that works every day to erase the stain of racism and the damage of injustice. The will, the work, the excellence the world has come to know is the result of one generation after another, pouring their dreams into the next. It's 2020 and our family now includes anyone who inspires us to our way of life. Yet, as much as things have changed, the worst, the worst remains the same. Black lives matter. This isn't, this isn't a controversial statement until the ingrained racism that allows our country's institutions to fail is completely eradicated. We will remain committed to protecting and improving the lives of black people. This is small. That's why I'm kind of struggling a little bit. Oh, there we go. Today, we are announcing the Michael Jordan and the Jordan brand will be donating $100 million over the next 10 years to organizations that are dedicated to ensuring racial equality, social justice, and greater access to education. So I brought that up because people often criticize Michael Jordan for not standing up for a lot of the just for a lot of black movements going on. Like they, they, they get on him for being quiet and not having too much of a, vo a vocal opinion when it comes to political issues, particularly uh, pertaining to 
African Americans. You see, it was even pointed out in the Last Dance documentary um, during, I think, what was it, like the 1991, uh, 1992, 93, some election that took place in North Carolina where an African American, uh, what was it? I think he was a senator. He was running for senator or governor of North Carolina at that time. I think it was a governor of that time, Harvey Gantt. And people got on him for not speaking up and endorsing him. So I think this is cool for Michael Jordan to step up and talk during this time. And one thing that I kind of, I worry about too, and I, I've heard people talk about, so I'm not alone thinking like this, not only with just Michael Jordan, because I feel like it's hard and it's in the right place when it comes to this, but some other companies, I feel like, I hope they're not using the Black Lives Matter movement as a mark as a marketing scheme because you see other people supporting the black lives matter movement and like some people made a good point talking about how roger goodell is now saying he's behind the black lives matter movement and behind of getting rid of racial injustice whether it would be inside the field or just in this country in general but if you uh, go back four years earlier when Colin kaepernick was basically blackball out the league he didn't really speak up or provide a chance for him to get that to get a job and i feel like because it's popular right now to be a part of the black lives matter movement and to be on the side of justice so i hope not i hope that companies are not using this to their benefit to get people to just be on their side and kind of look as if they are good i hope people's hearts are in the right places when they are really saying black lives matter and i hope they really are supporting the cause and not just saying it because they don't want to look bad and lose money but you you can't really tell because this is a this is a hard time because you'll have people come out and say that they support this or just post a black square that they did last week on uh instagram but really just doing this just so they can protect their behinds and not be called out for just being the racist people that they are. So I don't know. I, I just hope that everybody's mind is in the right place when it comes to this, and they're not just using this just for their own personal gain. But like I said, I know Jordan, I feel, I'm not, I don't know Michael Jordan, but I can just feel, especially with him being a black man, I hope that he is really behind this and that other companies are following suit and actually having their hearts into this movement and not just using it as a ploy so they can just keep customers or just members or just whatever keep that business afloat because it's popular to do so so yeah um yeah i mean this is all i really had to say that was one topic i didn't get to but uh it's okay it's didn't really i feel like we really wouldn't fit this anyways so that's all i have to say it's a short episode of trade ball today not really the hour-long episode as we come to know this to be because there's not really much basketball going on. But I just want to get back and I just want to talk to you guys and keep posting. I'm going to get being more consistent. This will be the location. I'll probably be in some different places. I don't know. Yeah, we, we could do it. I'm going to be in some different places, different locations, especially with me just using my phone. So who knows? Uh, thank you all for tuning in to Trey Ball today, uh, whether you're listening to this on, as an audio version for the podcast or you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, hope you all have a good day. Stay safe, especially for all the people that look like me. Y'all keep protesting, keep signing those petitions. Everybody, no matter who you are, 
sign those petitions and protest and let's fight this injustice that's going on in this country right now. Uh, stay safe. Coronavirus is still going on. Uh, protect yourself. I hope you all are doing great. Miss you all. Uh, and yeah, see you all again next episode. Peace out.